Grog. Hey everyone. <laughs> hey everyone, welcome to the Study Shed Podcast. I'm Matthew Weir, joined by Kerry Warbus. Kerry, it feels like I haven't spoken to you in ages. I know. It is, isn't it? A long time. I, I th- it feels weird that we're recording on a Saturday morning. I've got a big cup of tea. My house smells of frying bacon or grilling. My kids are making bacon sarnies. Circumstances have dictated that, yeah, well, it's kind of getting towards the end of term at school, so it's been manic. Kerry's mm-hmm. been off in the big smoke, and my aunt was in Porto yesterday, uh, so spent the day with her, so no Friday record. And yeah, here we are on a Saturday morning. Um, my Aunt Mary was actually the one that introduced me to the Archers, and she is a listener to the podcast. So, Mary, if you're listening to this, I think you've left your travel hairdryer in the bedroom. <laughs> Hi, Mary. Did you have fun? Yeah, I had a great time, yeah. Um, they got here in the afternoon. We just came back to the apartment and chilled. And then we just mm. went downtown last night to this restaurant called Cantina 32, which is on Hua dos Flores. If anyone's ever in Porto, I heartily recommend getting in there, maybe getting early, because I tried to make reservations and I couldn't even get through on the phone. But we just showed up as they were opening. But, um, <laughs> oh, there goes my stomach. I was really worried about this happening. That my is stomach- very loud. Wow, poor thing. It's the mention of Cantina 32. <laughs> got, got your juices going. Sorry for that, everyone. No, my stomach started to rumble. So yeah, uh, they left this morning. So I got up about 5.30 to see them off. And I did have something to eat, but it's still it's still obviously an issue. Yeah, fantastic restaurant. I'll send you some images of it to look at, Kerry. I reckon Justin would like that. Do you think? His idea of his, his Christmas notion was fine wines and spirits and les booking. Do you know what, Kerry? I'm going to press stop and just put something in my mouth. This Christmas, get them the game everyone is talking about. Badger! A game of skill and endurance. Your opponent draws a card containing a specialist archer's subject. They then drivel on about it until you can't take any more and yell, Badger! The longer you can hold out listening to their inane historical Ambridge references, the more points you score. Badger. Number of times Graham Ryder has appeared in The Archers. Badger. The history of almshouses in Borsetshire. Badger. How many pints of shires have been ordered by non-Archers family members? Oh, f- no. Badger. Badger. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Okay, Kerry, that was a first. We've sometimes had to have a water break. 
but not a, an emergency ham and cheese roll break. Hopefully things have calmed down now. What hasn't calmed down is the sale of the land. See what I did? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Who has bought it? Who do you think that mystery bidder is? We'll start at the end of the whole thing. There are so many candidates, aren't there? I think it's Rob with a voice changer. <laughs> How? You're not having it? Well, give me the case against, <laughs> Kerry. He's dead. Shit, this is what annoys me. You always <laughs> wreck my argument straight away. All right, he's dead, okay. Well, we only have Miles's word for that, though, don't we? Oh, yeah, there hasn't been a funeral, has there? Nope. Mm, okay. Shall I run through some of the other possibles? Go for it. Okay, we've got Ardil's sister. Yeah. We've got Martin Gibson with his eco-mansion. Okay. Vince. All right. Harry. Could be. Miles. Yeah. Rylan. <laughs> About as likely as Miles, yeah. I'd say. And the big favourite is Matt Crawford. I know he's the big favourite, but did you not think possibly Shula? Because she was very interested in the fact that it was Graham Ryder and she was finding out who was involved in the sale. Uh, has she got 540 grand then? I doubt it. But, but actually, they yeah. were. Um, Brian was going to be getting a loan, wasn't he? For his, and you only have to pay... Was it 10%, they said, um, immediately? Yeah, up front. Mm. I just thought it was strange that she was sounding out who was in charge of the land and then did that whole kind of good luck on Friday. And I thought, <sighs> Matthew, that that would be interesting, wouldn't it? Is she going to build some sort of um, church? <laughs> a different church? <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember a few weeks ago when she extended her stay in Sunderland and this moment happened, Kerry? Ain't going to be Shula because her placement at Sunderland has been extended. Feels such a long time ago now because Shula is back. Oh my God, it was so weird hearing her, wasn't it? The phone conversation. Mm. Like, I thought there was a smoke alarm going off when she was talking at times. <laughs> she has this way of going, oh, all of a sudden at the end of the sentence. I was like, oh, oh, it sent a shiver down my spine. I guess we were, probably wasn't as shocking as it normally would have been because we listened to her in that flashback episode, didn't we? True. Yes, we have only recently heard her. So we had de-shulered our, sh our shelf, <laughs> turned into Sean Connery. <laughs> You sound like you've been edited by AI there, Matthew. <laughs> um, but she, I, actually speaking of AI, was she AI instead of an actor? Her tone, you're so right. And then, of course, she was talking about the good works she has been doing. And Justin was pretending to give a shit, wasn't he? Yeah, that was good. Then she really gave it some to um, Lillian. I quite enjoyed that, I have to say. Lillian and Justin are toxic together. Um, so Shula just, you know, well, Lillian shouldn't have done what she did. No, I was interested to know how you would fall on this, because I imagine you would unwittingly or perhaps wittingly become Team Shula in this argument. Yeah, I sort of am on principle. Yeah. And that's where it stops. My fandom of Shula. I actually thought Lillian had become so unreasonable that when she started giving Alice resting bitch face when she came back into the office, yeah. I thought she was just annoyed with Alice for not having her back yes. in front of Shula. Yeah. Not that she 
actually concocted this idea that Alice had gone off and told Shula everything about the mm. horsodrome or whatever it is they built. Yeah, suddenly it's like an, an international arena. God, they're so ridiculous, aren't they? And I loved, I loved how the, the horse bar idea that she'd formerly had, they're now revealing, oh, there is another horse bar just up the road, which is why they've ditched that idea. Well, why didn't that occur to them before? Surely there would be some objection to a planning permission for a horse arena, do you not think? I mean, they, they got uppity about the fact that they were going to build a EV charging station that apparently is going to blend into the land. So yeah, maybe a horse charging station. Oh yeah, that's a good idea. Where they tie Lillian and Justin down and loads of horses charge over them. <laughs> I would like that. I mean, they're both horrible. And lots of people love her because she drinks gin and does that horrible laugh. But um, I'm very pleased, however, having said all of that, that I don't like both of them, that she's thrown Justin out. And I think maybe is that a red herring for us to think it is Matt Crawford who's bought the land because there's a vacancy now in her bed. But someone has pointed out on Twitter, Miranda, didn't the actor say he was fed up with the archers? And I And my reply was, yeah, but... We all say that, don't we? <laughs> and look where we are. So, <laughs> what's your preference? Who who would you like it to be, Matthew? Oh, Matt Crawford yeah. would be perfect. I mean, we wanted him to be the owner of Grey Gables, mm. didn't we? Uh, Maybe we he is. Him. Yeah, he <laughs> could be. Know. Maybe he's buying up the whole town. Yeah. Or, a, you know, a Hazel and Matt Crawford enterprise buying up all of Ambridge. Yeah. The most awful a person it is and the most upsetting person it is, the, be the better dramatically, isn't it? It's not going to be those flapjack freeloaders, Natasha and Tom, though, is it? I mean, where were they getting the money from to build a house? Please tell me. Where were they getting the money for the land? They can't even afford a flapjack. <laughs> <laughs> they're stealing food. <laughs> maybe maybe they're actually going to build the house from all the flapjacks they've lifted from the tea room. Oh, yeah. It's going to be some kind of fairy tale flapjack house. A nice ham salad sandwich doorway. Oh, that, I mean, that resonated with me. Owners just skimming off the top when you work in restaurants. Mm. I remember like getting plates and plates of oysters ready to go out and just the floor manager coming through and just grabbing one and eating it. And we're like, oh. We're yeah. going to have to put another one there now, you tit. Yeah. I loved that Emma was like, it's not a problem. I'll be invoicing them at the end of the month. Yeah, they're going to be financially ruined, aren't they? Yes, by their stolen snack habit. You found yourself being a bit team Shula. I found myself being team Tony when he just said, look, I'll pay for this. That way it's cleaner. I know. It was like he was arranging a hit on someone, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah, why doesn't he say something to Natasha and Tom about that? Mind you, he, they mind you, he he's saying to them they've got a lot on their plates at the moment, so perhaps he didn't want to have a go at them because they've got twins and their app has gone down. That was pretty much it, wasn't it? I thought you were going to mean they've got a lot on their plates because they've got like seven ham rolls and eight blackjack. <laughs> There's too much on their plates. <laughs> They're going in there with Alan Partridge's big plate. Yeah. Loading it up. Good work from Emma this week telling Kate to go stick her job off her. Yes. You could feel it brewing. It's like you could hear it's like when a pot begins to simmer and boil, wasn't it? She was like, mm-hmm. Good memories, huh? And I was mm. like, oh no. <laughs> Kate, what have you done? She told Kate, You you were absolutely vile to me when I asked you for a loan. Told her to shove it where the sun don't shine. But and I did a tweet, Matthew saying tell kate to shove it emma right up her dream catcher <laughs> and um kerry davis retweeted it and said damn wish i'd thought of that line 
There you go. Well, Kerry is available to write the occasional insult. That's what she. That's uh, <laughs> what she does best. Yeah. So I might have a job there. Yeah. Every time there's a fight. <laughs> yeah. The two Kerries. It will be a bit strange if Justin and Brian are feuding over land, and all of a sudden they bring up a stolen kebab. Though people are <laughs> going to be a bit thrown, aren't they? <laughs> I mean, at one point, everyone in the village was bidding for the land, weren't they? Poor Eddie and Clary stuck there in the middle, trying to figure out what the hell's happening with their future. Yeah, and actually, Eddie almost bid for it, didn't he, in the auction? Yeah, there was that bit as well where they said, uh, a slightly dilapidated barn, you went, bloody pile of falling apart shite, man. Yeah, total wreck. <laughs> <laughs> the auction guy, he's been in it before, hasn't he? periodically over the years i remember him being in it mm. a couple of times yeah because someone said oh i wouldn't like to be uh, graham Ryder." he gets like 10 lines every 10 years <laughs> from rodway and watson i enjoyed the auction scene in fact I, in fact the, the week was good i thought who made the best bidding noise though i think i liked brian because justin oh, was yeah. just like going, <laughs> didn't know if he had my it was like me at the beginning of this i would have you know my stomach would have accidentally bought the land had i been there yeah. It was weird, wasn't it? Surprise! It went, ooh, and then just went. Ooh. <laughs> Isn't that just the noises men of that that yeah. age make without realising it? I thought they had to hold up a paddle. I don't know. I've seen but, uh... too many. Uh, is it homes under the hammer? <laughs> they do that. Will it be? Actually, I didn't mention Peggy. Some people have thought it might be Peggy. I like the way she's getting rid of the lodge, so no one is going to get it. Because it wasn't that mm. promised to Helen a while back, and that seems to have been magically forgotten. She's so horrible, isn't she? I loved Kate's um, indignance at her daring to make her homeless. That was her prime upset, really. And Kate did try to say, oh, it wasn't really about that. It was since mum's died. I really... I said, fuck off. You didn't want to be inconvenienced. Go live in a wigwam, you tit. Yeah. <laughs> Poor Jacob, though. She might end up living with him. And she just sort of seems to like use it, having a floor drobe. And he found his watch in one of her boots. She sounds a bit of a nightmare, doesn't she, to live with? As likely a pair to live together as Brian and Justin. Oh, that was quite funny. Justin's like, comes out the toilet being like, I'd give it 10 minutes if I were you, Brian. Yeah. You need another loo roll, Brian, in there. It's like, we've literally just been privy to Justin having a shit. In also, the privy? Yeah, in the privy. <laughs> but um, he began the episodes humming, didn't he, Justin? It was... it. it the theme tune was like and then you heard justin it was like he was in the loo humming the theme tune whilst having a dump that's naughty kerry davis isn't it yeah i in the way lillian was like i see what you're trying to do here brian <laughs> trying to get us back together what did he describe him as a trying yeah. house guest rather trying house guest and apparently you can hear his snoring in peru so at least johnny <laughs> if johnny's homesick in his dungeon you can hear him in this dungeon. Well, Johnny's travels are taking longer than anyone had thought. And this is benefiting George, of course, with him having his hours increased. He's going to be working five days a week. They're relying on him. Yep. <coughs> oh, is that your stomach? No, that's the, that's the that's a train coming through the station. Did hear that? Yeah. So George is, has got his feet under the table there a little bit, hasn't he? Well, his feet under the milking stool, at least. Yeah. <laughs> Are they hand milking? I guess they are, aren't they? Because they're they're like an organic dream catchery farm. Yeah, I'm not an expert. We're not, are we? Not really. <laughs> don't. <laughs> I don't know why we're even conjecturing about. I would love to speak at length about the intricacies of modern organic 
dairy farming over the years. Badger! <laughs> but I'm not going to. Soz. Facts matter. <laughs> I'm rather keen on the fact that George is becoming more established. I'm a fan of him as a character. Not his ways, but I'm, I want him to be a big part of the future. Influencing for success, Kerry. It's obviously oh. well enough, isn't it? Yeah, that was funny, wasn't it? He sees himself immediately as being deputy manager at Bridge Farm because he's done that poxy little course. Who was it said to him, well, Helen and Tom do most of the management? I was like, do they? Yeah, what do they do? I liked how Ed went, all right, Elon Musk. <laughs> Larry lost it, didn't she? Rightly, though. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, it's taken far, far, far too long for her to say the things that she said this week. I'm sick to death of your pathetic ideas. Yes, it was such, I mean, it was a, a relief, but then very much too soon, she just carried on plucking the bloody turkeys, didn't she? Yeah, there was that bit where Eddie said, this is one thing a Grundy scheme won't fix. I was like, is this the only thing a Grundy <laughs> scheme has never fixed? I think it's gone completely tits up on multiple occasions from yeah. memory. It was really heartbreaking. She's so tired, her brain is mush, her fingers are raw with relentless plucking. She's doing overtime at the dairy. And then she said um, to Eddie, I know you work hard. I thought, what the f does he do? Do you know? Well, he just goes around the village doing odd jobs, doesn't and he? He's, he's 72. I like liked how he said, you know, he's not going to be able to sort of pickaxe patios for much longer. It's just insane isn't it when when he said that i had a vision of fred west <laughs> but she she's sick of her whole life but then another annoying bit about it sorry i am poisonous obviously i've got to say these things is that she was ameliorated by a cottage pie and an eight foot christmas tree and everything was fine wasn't it and that nostalgic trip into the barn where Ed has been hoarding all of their rusty old junk for years. And there was that story in America last year where there was a, a guy missing for seven months. And it turned out they were such hoarders that he just was under a box in the house and she oh, couldn't stop. find him. No. I mean, hoarding is a proper actual condition, isn't it? That's, yeah. Yeah. I've just thought, actually, the cottage pie should have been called an almshouse pie, isn't it? Yeah, very good. But it... <laughs> Should I work up a bit more enthusiasm for that? <laughs> no, I, I like the real, the real feel to your sort of incredulity at how shit, how shit that was. Five o'clock in the morning start. It was like that time I said that Kirsty and mm. Helen's flamenco teacher was going to be Roberto Ticciner, and you just went, what? I know. <laughs> I think that's, you know, that's how we roll, isn't it? <laughs> we don't understand each other at all. <laughs> Arms houses. There are such things, aren't there? My brother actually lives in Wakefield. He lives next to a row of arms houses. They're really cute, really nice. Nice big garden. Eddie said that they would qualify for it. It's based on like work in the community that you've done, isn't it? I don't know. If you don't have much money, but you've always been a contributing factor to society. Ah, oh, oh well. So how Ed is going to get in, <laughs> I don't know. And that was another thing where, you know, he dug out a couple of bloody leaflets or found their website. And that was prompted by Oliver anyway. And then Clary's going, oh, well done, Eddie. Yeah. And Oliver's just there like, how am I going to get rid of these bloody freelancers? Yeah. <laughs> Freaks. 
I'd love for Clary to leave Eddie and go off on a bit of an adventure. She could join Johnny. Yeah. Would you pay to send Tom to Brazil? <laughs> yeah. Should we have a whip round? Yeah, let's see what we can do. Yeah, he did literally say, didn't he? I wish someone would pay for me to go to Brazil. The whole of Twitter was like, hands up. Tony broke the news to Emma. I think you should know that Tom and Natasha are bidding for lunch. You're kidding. <laughs> like she's gonna have to, they're going to have to see their faces at home and at work. And he went, oh. Well, you know, better them than some Londoner. I was like, nope. No, Give not at all. <laughs> This Christmas, we ask you to think of others and support our Cider Shed Telethon. Let's pay for Tom Archer to go to Brazil. Now, the number you need is... What the fuck? How are people already calling in? I didn't even give the number. Oh, wait. What's that? We've reached our target? Well, thanks, guys. Unprecedented. Now let's rescue Johnny from his dungeon. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. I mean, I'm a little bit annoyed mm. at this attempt to convince the listener on through Lillian, Kate, etc. What a wonderful character Peggy is. Now that she's off mic, you know, we have to drive her into town just so she can go to that church. I mean, if she didn't hold the purse strings and therefore everyone's hopes and expectations in that family, in any regular family, they'd be like, piss off, Gran. I'm not driving you, I'm not <laughs> driving you 10 miles so you can go to church. Go to the one down the road. Yeah. 
And Kate actually couldn't even be asked to do it. Didn't she miss her turn at taking her on the rotor? Or she was like, it was slightly annoying to her to have to do that, which which was interesting considering she was prepared to suddenly be her carer. Every time they talk about her being an absolute dick, they just went, well, she's a strong woman, you know, Mm. and it's just like, what do you mean? Pain in the arse. (laughs) <laughs> That's what it sounds like to me. Oh, she's 99, isn't she? Yeah. So do you reckon they're waiting until she's 100 before she's... I wonder when her birthday is. Well, they're pre... aren't they getting ready for it? Are they? Let's have a look. Because I'm just thinking maybe, you know, it would be lovely from an Archer's programme perspective to have her last to 100 and then just go... <laughs> <laughs> You have done some fine Peggy impressions over the years, Kerry, but I think that was your <laughs> that was your stellar moment. <laughs> I rec I will cheer when she carks it, honestly. Well, as a character, yeah. I mean fair yes, play to course. the actor for like doing it for so long. Absolutely. But she's not a nice person. Yeah. Sorry, I did accidentally just make it sound like Kerry wanted the actor. No. Oh, hang on. <laughs> It's very early in the morning and I'm mildly delirious. Yeah, that's right. So do you think we're going to get some big send-off with her and that's how the year's going to end, that she just descends into the laurels? Descends into the yeah. laurels. Well, like the Queen did on that parachute. <laughs> yeah. At the Olympics. <laughs> Born on the 13th of November. Oh, so she's just had a birthday. Oh, God, we've got another whole year then. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So maybe, yeah, she's going to settle into the laurels for a little while then. It's going to be a massacre, isn't it? Like the car kit rate is going to go up through the roof when she moves in because Hilda the cat is going to just start (laughs) savaging people. (laughs) That was a very good, I'm about to push someone in front of a speeding train laugh there, Kerry. (laughs) Ooh, do you think maybe Sykes, he has bought the land? (laughs) (laughs) Thinking of the laurels, x ray What's he going to build on it? A Benadrome? That sounds like something you'd take for congestion, doesn't it? It does. A bit oral, as if it's a downer. <laughs> <laughs> Which he is. <laughs> well, he will be back to tell a few cheeky gags, won't he? Oh, gagriculture. Brian might be performing. I liked how he um, said, oh, you want me to, I suppose you want me to buy some tickets. And she went, no, no, no. I went, oh, thank God for that. <laughs> I want you to be star in it. Well, isn't he donating just so he doesn't have to be there? Well, she then said, um, oh, it's good to get you out of your comfort zone. He said, I'm rather fond of my comfort zone. There's a clue in the name. <laughs> I love him. I love when she him. said agriculture, and he sounds positively revolting. Yeah. <laughs> he also said Anne Hotel, didn't he? Yeah, lots of people were having conniptions about that on Twitter and the like. Uh, well, it is a thing, isn't it? But would he say it? I don't know. Yeah, I think someone said that somebody else said it about seven years ago and they've never got over it. <laughs> it's in one of our emails. <laughs> oh, was... I, do, do you know what? Mm. It's Jeremy. My Jeremy. Your Jeremy, yeah. He emailed I... in. Did he? He did. You see, he said he was going to email in a WhatsApp and I just thought, oh, he's dicking around as usual. Yeah, he has. has he actually he... emailed? Brilliant. He has emailed in. When we get That's to the a... socials. We can do it. Yeah. Brian also recused himself from further discussions. I had to look that up. Well, when you recuse yourself? Yeah. Oh, no, I'm totally familiar with that because that's what they all do in um, American legal processes when they think they'll be, they have uh, vested interests or conflict of interest. 
Oh, I don't really watch that sort of thing. Is that in succession then? <laughs> no, I, like, well, pretty much since Trump has been in, it's been a massive thing where people like, oh. keep accusing themselves because they're all tainted. Oh, right. Okay. Mm. So Brian is being Trumpified. Seems so. No, that, well, that's, <laughs> that, and that's just Justin in the toilet. <laughs> Apparently, didn't they say that Peggy would survive a nuclear explosion? Let's just try and see, shall hey, we? Give it a go. We never try anything. Let's just oh, give no. it a go. Yeah. Wouldn't be much of a show left, really, would there? No. Just Peggy and a bunch of cockroaches. As long as she doesn't get a sodding stained glass window, that's all I care about. Oh, she'll get it. They'll, you know, we know it's coming. The 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 olive branch. She leaves. Window goes in. Oh no. Yeah, you have to prepare yourself for these things, Kerry. God, I can't. That's actually just giving me a massive headache. I like the way Emma said. <laughs> I like the way Emma said that she actually understands why Peggy reacted the way she did, and she wished she had never asked her. But the fact it was just the way that Kate mm. like really ripped into her. I remember that. Yeah, she was horrible after. Yes, that was nice, sweet revenge. I mean, it was a bit cheeky, wasn't it? Thinking she was doing Emma a favour. Oh, I'm sure you remember all the lovely cups of tea and the chats you had. Sitting in some musty room with Peggy. <laughs> No, and with some insano cat. Yeah. Don't think so, mate. I'd rather give away free flapjacks to those twats. <laughs> or fall asleep on some red cabbages. <laughs> I have kind of fallen asleep on a red cabbage before, <laughs> like indirectly, because I fell asleep on a doner kebab once. There was definitely <laughs> red cabbage in that. Did you? Yeah, there was some kind of red cabbage slaw going on in that Ooh. doner. Makes quite a good pillow, actually. I can Warm. imagine. The extra large Donner from Rita's, well, Dirty Rita's, that's not its official name, it's called Rita's Takeaway, I think, on Stokes Croft in Bristol. Getting quite peckish now. I haven't, I haven't had any breakfast. Yeah, Might yeah. get a kebab. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Carrie, let's have a little break and talk about those wonderful people that get in touch with us on the social media thing. Lovely. The Bull in Ambridge invites you to the social event of the year. A fond farewell to Peggy Woolley as she descends into the laurels. Join your hosts, Emma Grundy and Reverend Alan Franks, as they regale you with tales of Peggy's warmth and kindness over her years. Like that time she... Um... And when she selflessly helped... Um... Any suggestions? Well, anyway, we'll see you in the Flood Lounge. I'm sure there'll be shitloads of places, so no rush. Don't forget to enter the raffle to inherit Hilda. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. So we've got a couple of emails to get through, Kerry. Uh, Chris Rolfe said, Greetings, elves and fairies. So the lodge is going on the market this week and Grange Barn goes to auction. We know Ardil, his spelling, not my pronunciation, 
has yet to find a property. His sister has got a job as a local doctor and is looking for a property. Plus, Harry is sniffing around Ambridge stroke Alice. Jacob and or Kate may be looking to buy. Thus, we've two properties and possibly four potential purchasers. The mm. lodge only has two bedrooms and the barn is probably listed in brackets. My conver- conversations with Professor Carenza Lewis. Mm. Something to consider. Santa Chris from Worthing. Um, I don't know about that. I, I'm kind of getting, you know, I don't like the way that we're suddenly meant to think that Harry is just dashing and wonderful by the way that Alice, Alice seems to blush in 0.005 seconds at the mention of his name. Oh, I don't like him, as you know. I know that the barn, it, I didn't know it was listed. I knew it was listing. Hey, dilapidated building joke. <laughs> dilapidated joke. <laughs> Just dilapidated. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> David Hall got in touch to say, oh, his email is called Poisonous Podcasts. Oh, yes. Hello. Dear Nasty, <laughs> Dear Nasty Kerry and Sharp-Tongued Matthew. <laughs> Firstly, a big thank you for reading my email a few weeks ago about anorexia. I was very unsure as to whether to send it, but you could not have been more supportive or sensitive in the way you dealt with it, and I'm very grateful for that. Mm. Mostly, though, you were interested and wanted to find out more about eating disorders, which I really appreciate, and so will others who have similar struggles. Yeah, that was a great email. Now to your growing reputation in internet land. Thank you for providing me with lots of irreverent and cutting discussion each weekend. The pod is the highlight of my Sunday, and I often find myself laughing out loud in public as I'm listening. I appreciate your honest opinions and chat, as those views so often chime with my own. Let's face it, most of the characters in the archers are annoying at best, or simply (laughs) twats, in brackets, sausage boy, and you are simply saying what most of us are thinking. Please keep on providing us with entertainment and laughter every week, and ignore the haters out there. Lots of love, guys. David Hall. Yes. Thank Thank you, David. David. We should, should we mention that someone reported the podcast? Okay, this one's from a Mr. Jeremy Eaton. <gasps> Jeremy! My mate, my mucker from uni. What on earth has he written? <laughs> Never talk to me again, Kerry. No, he hasn't said that. Said, <laughs> um, no, hello, cider people, especially Kerry. As from WhatsApp, that was another good episode. Loved it. Although we have another mystery buyer of potential significance trope and the gills still haven't been revealed, which is annoying. The auction being explained at the beginning to the people who signed up to bid was tiresome. They know the details and that's spelt G-A-R-R-R-H. Also, Brian's Anne Hotel was jarringly archaic. I thought the same when Caroline Bone said it in 1983, although she was practically aristocracy. Oh, he, he doesn't hold a grudge, does he? <laughs> no, he, I mean, he's very zen, isn't he? He's like the Dalai Lama, no attachment. Just let everything go. Oh, I, I did him. think that. Please don't string out another mystery buyer. Yeah, we be dealing with that. Exactly. Nor should we? Oh, well, no, <laughs> we cannot bear that. And it, like, who are the gills? What was in the quiche? <laughs> On our Facebook, which is a Facebook group called the Cider Shed Podcast, Leela Toff said, "Bring back Tiger. Justin's had his time." We're going to be really, really sort of deflated when it isn't him, aren't we? Ian Roberts said, you've got to feel sorry for Tom and Natasha, planning their dream home at the same time as grinding Fallon's hopes and dreams into the dirt. No wonder they're exhausted. (laughs) Uh, Pam sent a nice picture, a nice little kind of gif of Donald Trump doing his hair. (laughs) Said, Justin's hair takes a lot of time. (laughs) 
so yeah if you want to get in contact with us there the cider shed podcast that's the name of our group uh twitter that thing that exists called twitter that we still call twitter kerry yeah at the cider shed pod is where we are on twitter more and more people are coming to blue sky to follow us there as well and also generously some listeners have privately dm'd me offering me codes that i can share for people who haven't yet received those so do drop me a line or put it on our twitter if you need a code because there's a few people who've been dishing them out so that's bloody marvelous of them isn't it so on um blue sky we're at the cider shed pod dot b sky dot social instagram's the same at the cider shed pod silly memes gifs stories when you write us a review i've gone a bit justin <clears throat> <laughs> When you write as a review, you it hasn't gone. You will find uh, you will find your review appears there at some point up on the Instagram page, often with musical accompaniment in the stories. So, as good a reason as ever to write as a five star review. Have we had any of those, Kerry? We have. Yeah, we've got one from Red Agnes. Woo! Yeah, the title of which is "Remain Forever Snarky." The Archers is like sniffing your own farts. And these lovely people have big noses. Keep up the naughty work. Ooh, nice. Thanks yeah. for that. On our Patreon, um, where you can support us, get the podcast early and ad-free, and also get our midweek specials when we do them. We've had some comments. Helen Davis said, absolutely love the retro review. Great idea and really fun, and in some cases touching to hear those voices from the past. Mm. Listening out for foreshadowing a future key plot points is fun and could perhaps become a feature in future such episodes also love doing my homework i.e listening to the omnibus in preparation yeah i thought that was good a lot of people mm -hmm. went back and listened thanks for that helen leela toff said i really enjoyed this too late to the party but definitely would be up for another one and to make it a regular thing super stuff good louise polhill said i thoroughly enjoyed the retro review great work agree it would be fascinating to hear the week that jim's abuser died also maybe something from the early days of rob and helen either when they had just met or everyone thought he was amazing or when the cracks began to show maybe the great flood culvert debacle i would love to listen to the flood yeah, one definitely and joe has commented underneath the only trouble with that is that it wasn't really the gradual unfolding it ought to have been as soon as the ghastly sean o'connor took control he instructed tim stimpson to rewrite the character so pretty much overnight rob went from new brian to the controlling abuser we know and loathe mm. i always felt it would have been better had they run the storyline with rob and jess so there could have been the contrast between the idyllic happy married perfect couple facade and the reality behind closed doors then it would have been a proper slow burner as people began to suspect that all was not as it seemed mm -hmm. rob of course would have had his sob stroke cover story about jess's delusions well rehearsed in fact he probably even believed it how could anyone finding fault with him be anything but delusional <laughs> in the great words of george costanza from seinfeld it's not a lie if you believe it <laughs> angela radis said Tits up at the tea room. I have a new mantra. Yeah, that was our suggestion. Was an <laughs> accidental suggestion. Limbird said fragrant. I, I presume that's to do with the the new cider shed scent that's available. Mm -hmm. And Kate said, I effing love the effing sweary ad. Yeah, I, I did take that out. <laughs> Joe Farrell said, I joined up too late, so missed it. Alas, it'd be great if the unexpurgated drafts Matthew mentioned could be made available as an optional download for the less easily offended. Couldn't be worse than what I frequently shout with the radio when the Archers is on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, patrons, thanks for all your support. So Joe O'Farrell became a patron this week, Kerry. Yeah. And as such, in time-honored tradition, 
season's greetings to Mr. Joe O'Farrell, new Cider Shed patron and absolute legend. Thanks, Joe. And another person who joined, Haley Reese. This is for you, Haley. Hey there, Haley Reese. We wanted to say a warm Christmas thank you for becoming a Cider Shed patron. Fancy a mulled cider? <laughs> Joe, Haley, and everyone who's a patron who supports us, thanks so much. Really, really appreciate it. We and, do. Uh, yeah, it's, it warms the, the cockles of our hearts. Do you like mulled cider, by the way, Kerry? Of course, yeah. Mm, okay. Uh, mulled wine too. Right. We can't get out of here contractually, as Kerry has just reminded me, without mentioning Fantasy Premier League, because apparently she's doing quite well in there. Yes, Matthew, I am. Yeah. You're not. Am I not? <laughs> well, if you think 35th is <laughs> I don't actually know where you are. 36th. Okay. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay, so in the bottom four, facing the drop, fourth from bottom, Kazza Jackson with L.A. Jackson. Well, it's the other way around, isn't it? <laughs> L.A. Jackson with Kazza Jackson. Rob Williams, third from bottom, Grundy Pants. Second from bottom, Nimroid Pleasure Beach. Nimroid? <laughs> Something you go to get um, Benadrome <laughs> for, isn't it? <laughs> Nimrod Pleasure Beach with Pleasure Beach Friday and stuck to the bottom of the table Emily Cruz, The Ballad of Bowen back up at the other end of the table in fifth place Kerry FC, Kerry Warbitt in fourth place (laughs) do you you want me to tack on some applause in that Kerry? No you don't need to, I've just done it Okay, (laughs) sounded a bit like a percolator (laughs) in fourth place things can only get better, Chris Charlson Third from top, Audrey Cameron with Below Pars. In second place, Max Warbis Mansfield, the Bacon Frying King, <laughs> with Max FC. And in top spot, James Scott with FC James, still rocking it at the top. Well done, James. I'm coming for you, James. No, James. <laughs> Team James over here. He's immovable. Yeah. Mm, well done. What's the, the, the idiom? This is what or the phrase? This is what happens when a a movable object meets a a carry. <laughs> I've triple captained Harlan this week, by the way. Have you? Yeah, playing Luton, aren't they? Uh, Although it's Luton away, I should have waited till Luton at home. I'm going to go off and do sort of a few Saturday things like marking tests and editing this podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to spend the afternoon with the Muppets. <laughs> you seeing your family? Oh, yeah. What? You, I, that was a genuine question. I resemble that remark. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love you, Matthew. I love you too, Carrie. Bye. Hang on.